Yes, these things seem to be fewer and further between, but I am trying to kind of, uh, you know, kind of bide my time or or be equal with my time. And I know I, I, I have not done it up to date well, but please have faith in me. Stick with me. Um, you know, there's always an opportunity for me when there's always, I should say, an opportunity for me to get on here on the pod. I, I like to take it. And today is one of those opportune days and opportune times for me to jump on. So here I am uh, back again. Um, we're all started. The original, the OG Talk of Philly Sports with Matty B show here on the Anchor platform. Uh, it is always a pleasure to be here with you. Remember, if you are really that in desperate need of my voice or uh, my opinions, you can always find me over on the edge of Philly Sports where I both write and I host a show. I host a weekly show, not talking Philly Sports with Manny B, as well as a daily show after every Phillies game. I am the host of the Fightin's Final on the Edge of Philly Sports. You can find us on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and then on EOPSports.com or EdgeofPhillySports.com, our, our homepage. So if you are in that need to hear from me or hear of me, uh, that is where I can be found a lot. And um, But you know what? I can be found here, too. So I'm here, and it's great to be back. Uh, another recap day, or I guess, or another recap episode of where we've been um, in Philadelphia sports. Uh, it's been um, it's been a slow summer. It, it has. It's been a slow summer with really only one story to talk about, and that's been the Phillies. And that's, that's been a hell of a story. It's been keeping everybody on your, on your tiptoes. The Phillies, of course firing joe girardi last week a week ago today officially he was fired by the phillies uh i have a uh, sneaky feeling though that he was fired last thursday on their off day and the news was just not announced until today or a week ago today and since the firing of joe girardi rob thompson it don't say thompson say thompson there's no p in his last name has guided the phillies to a six-game winning streak he is undefeated as the phillies manager Phillies are currently undefeated as I sit here in, uh, on this afternoon on June 10th. Uh, they're currently undefeated in the month of June. Uh, they have won seven in toll because if you remember, Joe Girardi, his final game as Phillies manager was a victory. It was over the four. Uh, yeah, I keep saying the 49ers, man. It, it was over the Giants. I guess if they would have beaten the 49ers, um, you probably shouldn't have fired them if, if the Phillies were able to beat an NFL team. But it was over the San Francisco Giants, salvaging a game in that three-game set. Since then, they have gone undefeated. Uh, a sweep of the California or at Los Angeles, Anaheim, the L.A., whatever they are, Angels, who um, who fired their own manager on Monday in the heels of a third or 12-game at that time losing streak. The losing streak grew to 14 before they finally won a game, which was last night. Uh, they swept out the Angels, and then they swept out the Brewers on the road. 
and that is, you know, everyone's been kind of, and it's funny, the way the Phillies have struggled, and they've struggled mightily, they have not really played to their potential, uh, or now they are just starting to play to their potential on a consistent basis. But with all the struggles the team has had all season long and all the unfulfilled expectations up to date, you know, when the Phillies pull together a few game or, or a seven game or a two series win streak, everybody now wants to kind of bag on the fact that they beat the angels in three, you know, they want to like, they want to kind of lessen the, um, the significance of sweeping the angels. And, and, and it really makes me laugh because we, we like to view our sports teams as a lot better sometimes. And they actually really are. And to be honest with you, you know, yeah, the angels were struggling. I think they came into town on a nurse and an eight game losing streak. I believe it was at the time. And yeah, they were struggling, but the Phillies weren't that much better really and actually at the time the angels had a better record than the phillies so who was the worst team really and um to sweep the angels and i don't care who they're sweeping if it's the angels the brewers the mets god forbid um the pirates the nationals i don't really care who it is the royals whatever you want or even a triple a team at this point i don't care who they sweep a sweep is a sweep is a sweep these are still major league baseball players it's still the major leagues these games still count and you know what? I, I'll take them. I'll take them. So I'm not going to sit here and lessen the significance of a sweep against the Angels from a team that wasn't playing well to begin with. That's the Phillies. And the way they went, the way they went about their business last weekend was epic. Epic. Especially last Sunday's game when the uh, Grand Slam to tie the game at six and then the walk off in the ninth by Bryson Stott to win things. Uh, the Phillies then took their hot bats on the road to Milwaukee and just really kind of continued doing what they had been doing. And that is being consistent. That is playing the long ball, and I think that is what this team is. I get that. But winning, uh, coming back and doing the unthinkable to Josh Hader on Tuesday night or Monday night, I believe, or Tuesday night, yes, Tuesday night, and then kind of just taking it to him on Wednesday and Thursday. It's been a great thing to see, and it's been a great thing to be a part of. Uh, the Phillies find themselves on this day, um, 28 and 29, one game under 500, nine games now out of first place and about two and a half out of the final wild card in the National League. So all signs are pointing upwards for the Phillies and all things are, with all things considered. Now, there's also things to be talked about that if you tune into the Fightings final every night, you'll hear me talk in nauseam about. And that is the state of the Phillies as a team. And I don't mean this more linearly towards the Phillies. I mean this more extra uh, what's the word extrastantially as the state of major league baseball because i have had the opportunity sometimes it's been less than an opportunity but for the most part it's been an opportunity to cover the phillies every night for eop i do a, i do a post game show so i have to know what happens in these games i have to be able to see it i have to be able to witness it i have to be able to endure it and let me tell you some of it's been tough but i've endured and through the season, I've kept a little bit of my own personal stat sheet of the team, not necessarily of the players, but of the team. And some of the numbers that the Phillies have kind of spit out throughout the season, uh, I don't know if it's uh, – I'm starting to believe that it's, it's not so much an indictment on the Phillies, but an indictment on the state of Major League Baseball or is baseball as a whole in this country. And I'm not liking what I'm seeing. And I'm going to give you an example. I'm going to give you actually a couple examples. The first example is I'm going to give you is errors. You guys remember when you were kids? Now I'm talking to the older people out there, ones that maybe over the age of 35. But when you were kids growing up, learning how to play baseball, or even following baseball as a kid, 
when you would like look at the paper the next morning and you would kind of glance at the box score and you saw any number in the E column, didn't that kind of like elicit a response or like a, Ooh, what's that? What happened there? Because at that time in those days, it was a rarity to see anything in the error column. Something has happened over the past 10 years or so in this game to where errors are overlooked or kind of accepted now. And the Phillies have been a perfect example of a team that accepts that type of play. Through the first 56 games, I believe that's where we are right now. I'm sorry, 57 games. The Philadelphia Phillies as a team have committed 36 errors through 57 games. That's horrible. That is, in, in like 30 years ago baseball, like three seasons worth of errors done in 57 games. Now, I don't play baseball, obviously, and I'm grown, so I'm not really that present on the Little League fields, but I am an umpire, and I do umpire Little League. I umpire travel ball, Babe Ruth, Legion, modified high school, high school. I am privy to watching some of these kids, and what I've seen is astonishing, Um, the lack of fundamentals, the lack of knowledge of the game, and the lack of mechanics of playing the field, and I don't I obviously don't go to practices as an ump, and, and, and I got that. But it is astonishing. And I can see now why the Phillies, through 57 games in 2022, have committed 36 errors. Because it's not – it's a lost art form. Mechanical fundamental defense is a lost art form. And it is actually sad and shocking because of what this these analytics have kind of done to this game by saying, you know what, it doesn't matter what you do in the field. It doesn't necessarily matter what you do at the plate as long as you hit home runs as long as your launch angle is good and your bats velocity obs and blah 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 comes off the uh, you know your ball comes off your bat at 400 miles an hour it doesn't matter none of the other stuff matters and that is sad state of baseball in america uh and in the major leagues so 36 errors through 57 games now Maybe it's an isolated event, and I and I could see that and being like, okay, the Phillies just maybe have a bad defense, and it's an anomaly, a blip, a glitch in the matrix, if you will. So I looked at, so I kept another stat, just so I could kind of keep it consistent or get another kind of sample size. I kept not only the Phillies' errors, but the team that they've been playing on the given night, their errors. And through 57 games, right, the Phillies have been – not only victimized by 36 errors of of their own, but they've also been rewarded or awarded by 28 errors of the team that they were playing. So this is not an anomaly. It's not indicative towards the Philadelphia Phillies. This is a symptomatic issue, I think, throughout baseball because the Phillies have been witnessed to and, and, and awarded through 28 errors committed by their opponents through 57 games. Astonishing. Folks, absolutely astonishing, and that makes me cringe. And there's certain other things, and we're going to get as we move through this, that make me cringe as well. The other stat that you look at through the Phillies this year is their pitching. I have maintained, and if you listen to my show, again, every Tuesday nights at 8.30 on the Edge of Philly Sports, uh, talking Philly Sports with Manny B, if you listen to my live show every Tuesday, or if you even listen to my um, my post-game show, uh, Fighting's Final, every night following the Phillies game, edgefillysports.com <laughs> if you listen to those things you'll see me kind of um harp on certain numbers and certain stats and i don't necessarily have harped on this one because i can 
I honestly feel that this phase of the Phillies game in 2022 has been the only consistent phase they have had, and that has been starting pitching. Now, if you think I'm wrong, please hit me up with an email, m2groover2000 at gmail.com. Hit me up, debate me on this, but the only real consistent part of the Phillies up to this date has been their starting pitching. Not their bullpen, but their starting pitching. But I didn't decide to kind of keep a, tra- a stat on just their starting pitchers versus their bullpen. Maybe next season I will take a look at that. But this year I just kept a pitching stat, you know, combined the starting rotation and the bullpen. And so far through 57 games, the Phillies pitchers, both their bullpen and their starting rotation, have struck out 500 batters through 57 games. That is astonishing. That's upwards near 8-9 a game. That Those are great numbers. Now. As far as that team goes, the Phillies themselves have struck out 487 times. That number is too close to the 500 number. And I'm going back to the 36 to 28 errors. And now I got a very similar stat between 500 strikeouts by the Phillies pitching staff versus the Phillies themselves striking out 487 times. Again, folks, fundamental baseball. The art of not striking out seems to be lost on this day and age in this 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 game. It seems to not matter anymore because once you can you can always look at it as a glitch. Oh, or the fact that the Phillies pitching staff is that good that they're striking they've struck out 500 batters. But then when you look at it relatively, as the Phillies themselves have struck out 487 times, those numbers are too close for comfort for me. There's something up. By the way that today's baseball players are being coached and taught how to play the game. Now walks. Again, a very, very similar number. The Phillies pitchers have given out or issued 179 walks through 57 games. That is a That number to me is not that bad, actually. It's a little high, but not that bad. As a team, the Phillies have been issued 178 walks. Again, a very close number between the numbers that the pitchers have given out to the Phillies and the numbers that the and the numbers that the team has actually worked. I don't get it. How can you strike out 487 times but also walk 178 times? It's amazing to me. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Now on to the hit side of things. The Phillies through 57 games have hit as a team acquired or amassed. 464 hits remember we talked about they have struck out 487 times and they have uh, they have amassed 464 hits so the team has essentially well not essentially they have struck out more than they've hit the ball by about 20 wow as far as the opponents right as far as how many phillies hits that the phillies have issued 462 again a very 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 close number relatively speaking okay relatively speaking a very very close number again it's indicative of what's happening in baseball now i'm going to give you two five or three final stats and then the first two are my two absolute favorite stats to look at the ones that give me the most heartburn the most anxiety and the most doubt (laughs) the first stat is runners left on base now before i was keeping just this stat and saying you know what i i don't look at it any differently than a runner being on first or a runner being on second. I'm like, you know what? I'm not looking at it that way because that's not the way I was taught how to play baseball. I was taught you're on first base, you're in scoring position. But I get that. 
it's a little different. It could be skewed. So I went back and I then kept the two out or the runner in scoring position with two outs uh, stat. But let's look at overall in general, Phillies runners left on base through 57 games in 2022. The Phillies have left 363 runners on base through 57 games this season. Controversially or vice versa, they have um, left 369 of their opponents on base through this season. So you got to look at the positives, I guess, on that one by saying that they have left, their pitchers have stranded more of the opponent's runners than the opponents have stranded of our runners. I don't necessarily look at that because the next stat will blow your flicking mind. Runners in scoring position with two outs. A very a very key stat in, in the, the success and the failure of any baseball team. Runners in scoring positions with two outs. The Phillies have left a whopping 200 runners in scoring position with two outs through 57 games in 2022. Astonishing. Absolutely astonishing number. And a number that I think if, if things do not turn around for this team, if we are not able to figure it out, That'll be a number that kind of becomes indicative of why we struggled in 2022. Now, since uh, well, when Joe Girardi was at the helm, the Phillies had left 177. Since they moved on to Rob Thompson, they have left 23. So 23 in six games. Do the fuzzy math. What does 23 through six games equal out to? It equals out to about four, right? Four runners have been left on base in scoring position with two outs through the first six games of Rob Thompson's uh, tenure as Philly manager. you got to get that number down. I can live with two, maybe three, but I cannot live with four a game. Uh, and and, and it's, it's, oof, it hurts my heart, man. And that is the lack of situational hitting. That, once again, feeds into the narrative that it's all about the home run. It's all about hitting for the fences. It's not about making contact. It's not about driving the ball to all fields. It's not about pulling the ball. It's not about situational hitting. It's about the big hit. Swing for the fences and pray for the best. I cannot stand it. I hate analytic baseball. And then the last stat I want to give, throw out at you is a very positive one. The Phillies run differential through 2022, through 57 games. The Phillies have scored 277 runs this season. They've given up 43, or sorry, 243 which I guess is about a third plus or minus what 34 ish that they're, they're outscoring their opponents. That is very generous. Now those numbers have been aided over the last few games with some Herculean offensive uh, performances just over the last week, right? The Phillies have scored 10, seven, nine, three, 10 and eight runs in the, uh, since that, since Friday of last week. So that has obviously helped out that number. Uh, Rob Thompson, since he's been the manager of the Phillies, the Phillies have outscored their opponents 46 to 14. That is a outstanding number, a number that I want to continuously see on the rise as they move through. But all in all, as frustrating it has been, and boy, it has been frustrating. The Phillies are finding themselves 28 and 29, nine games out of first, and two and a half games back of that final wild card as we get into uh, into mid June, I guess. And tonight, the Phillies will continue on. Uh, with a um, three or actually a start of a six game homestand starts tonight and then go kind of going from there. So I think that the season has been, I don't, I don't want to say the word saved, but it's definitely been renewed and people are, are paying attention again, especially 
not only that they've won seven, but the way they've won. They've won with home runs, uh, late inning heroics, you know, cardiac type stuff. And it has kind of brought a lot of people back. So let's continue the good vibes. Let's continue the winning. And again, catch me every night after every Phillies game on the edge of Philliesports.com on the fight is final. And we will, uh, and you can, you can actually interact with me too. Moving on to my final. And I, I, I you know, I am suspending any talk of the Eagles right now because this is really, you know, as we get into the summer months, it's, it's kind of boring. And I don't want to talk. I, we talk about enough about the Eagles, right? We talk about enough about the Eagles for nine, ten months of the year. So I'm going to give the Eagles a break. But I am going to talk hockey right now, folks. Hockey. That's right. Currently, uh, if you're if you're tuning in within the next hour or so or day or so after, you, after I record this, the, uh, the Stanley Cup uh, playoffs are in full swing. Matter of fact, they're wrapping up. The Western Conference has already crowned their champion, the Colorado Avalanche, and the Eastern Conference, um, they are battling their way through the finals right now, the Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Rangers. The Lightning are now currently up three games to two, uh, seemingly now on their way to winning the series, but who knows? Uh, you got to play it all out. But so essentially the Stanley Cup finals will begin maybe in about a week or so. And when they do, the Flyers um, are, are obviously not in it, and they've not been in it for a long time. And when you look at the at the quality of the level of play and, and what the, the three teams that are currently still alive in this thing, what they're doing and how they're playing, it makes you cringe for the future of the Flyers because the Flyers are nowhere near the level of play that these other three teams are, are, are involved in. There's, there's, there's nowhere near it. And as we sit here on June 10th, still without a head coach, folks, that's right, we don't have a head coach yet, and still without a direction, or at least a public direction. No one's really come out and laid out the plan, and I'm sure that's not going to happen. But when we sit here and we kind of let our minds wander about the future of the Flyers, especially over the next, say, three to five years, it isn't necessarily a um, a good thought. It isn't because of the just the levels that we are behind when it comes to some of these teams that are, as I said, battling out for the Stanley cup final and on a Stanley cup note. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know if you guys are aware of this. And I think I've said it on the show before, but the Stanley cup itself, the actual trophy, right? You guys know that every year when a team wins their, their names or all the names of their organization get stuck on the cup on a panel, right? Well, as you also know, they don't add any more height onto the Stanley cup. And if they did, it would, you know, if every team was staying on the Stanley Cup forever, it would be a very large Stanley Cup. So what they do is they limit your if you win a cup, your name, your you and your teams and your organization's name goes on a panel and it stays there for about 50 years. And every year one panel gets removed when the new Stanley Cup champion is crowned, so on and so forth for 50 years. The Flyers, who have not won a Stanley Cup since 1975, remember they were a repeat 73, 74, 74, and 75, are getting close to having their panels taken off the cup the 73 74 team is entering their 49th season next year so that means that within the next two seasons or so the flyers will no longer be represented on the stanley cup their their panels will come off because it's been over 50 years let that sink in for a second over 50 flipping years since we've won the cup we won the cup the last time the flyers won the cup i was one year old in one month one year and one month old oh my god but yet we still sit here in town and we still want to make excuses for what what ails us, right? That, well, we're just one player away. Man, we haven't been one player away since 1975, all right? 
And as the Flyers are looking into the abyss, it seems like, on another rebuild and another – it's not a retool. Don't listen to what they're saying down there in, in uh, at the center. It's not a goddamn retool. It's a rebuild unless the Flyers want to get aggressive and creative with moving some of their current assets. There are tradable players on this team. And one of those players – and I just wrote this article for EOP, and it got published today. And one of the players that I highlighted is the granddaddy of all players. Now that we've moved on from Claude Giroux, which is – thankful it's time to move on from the other one and i'm not talking sean couturier i am talking about our young goalie carter hart carter hart would be more better off he could be potentially better to this team if we trade him versus keeping him on this team as we kind of limp through what could be another three to five year rebuild so the flyers have to get creative because here in philadelphia we're not going to be patient for much longer when it comes to this team but maybe we will be it's been 50 years who knows but i know when you look at some and then it's the rangers who are in the i mean it, there's everything that just says we got to get this thing straightened out and we got to do it quickly and i say carter hart could net you the most the biggest amount of return value whether it be salary cap relief prospects draft choices or established nhl talent carter hart will bring back the most of that and i think chuck fletcher needs to entertain all trade aspects with every single player on this team to include the young goaltender Carter Hart. So that is kind of all I wanted to get on and get off my chest. It's been a while. And as I mentioned, I am sorry for that. I want to keep down But again, if you're really going to get the only edge goes for all the So Hey, the Phillies are looking good. They're turning things around. The Flyers are kind of hovering there in the abyss. Summer is in full sum. Hope you guys are enjoying yourselves out there. Hope you guys are uh, taking it safe. Bottom line, enjoy yourself. I will be back soon. I promise. Until next time we talk, you guys. But it's nothing new. You know what drives us to say. Running on our way out. You will be tired. Yeah.